Welcome to Radio Check with Allie. I'm Allie, and I'm here with one of my dearest friends in the world of motorsport and in life, generally, Monvi Mittal. She's an amazing badass. She is the host and producer of the Females in Motorsports podcast. Monvi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so honored to be your second guest on Radio Check. It's you and the tattoo guy so far. <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> That's a tough one to follow. That was such a good episode. I, I didn't even oh. know that a tattoo parlor existed at the Nürburgring. So that was insane. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> uh, but I'm so glad you liked it. Yay. You heard it here first, people. Monby liked it. So now all of you have to like it, obviously. <laughs> I guess, like, as usual, we're talking about fanhood of motorsport, what gets people excited about racing. So I guess I'm really curious to start to hear what got you into motorsport. Yeah, I think for me, my motorsport journey really came in multiple stages. I think stage one was like the typical classic, you know, drive to survive conversion. My really close friend who's been watching F1 all her life back in India kind of forced me into watching F1 during the pandemic. And I've never been a sports fan of any sort before. So that was a really new thing for me. And I truly just watched it because I had nothing else to do. And obviously, like a lot of other people, I ended up binging the entire show in like three days. So that's how I kind of got into it to begin with. And then I think it just all snowballed from there because the first season that I ended up following was 2021. And that, as we know, was one of the most interesting seasons, just the most eventful ones. So that's why I started watching it more regularly. But I would say my passion for the industry really began when I started working with females in motorsport last year. So with females in motorsport, this is around late last year, I was personally going through a little bit of a difficult time just in my personal life. So I was having a lot of anxiety and, you know, just going through some mental health struggles. And I was looking to channel my energy into a new space, like a new avenue. So that's how I found females in motorsport. And I'd always been really passionate about the women in the industry already. So I kind of decided, okay, let's try to club those two interests together. And I joined as a writer for females in motorsport, I think in October or November last year. So when I started working on that platform and having the opportunity to interact with so many women in the industry, that's when I think my passion really began. That's how I feel my emotions ended up being how they are today for the world of F1 and the world of motorsport in general. Yeah, well, it's funny because we were talking about how lucky we both feel because I remember when I was in Austin, we had dinner with a young woman who was an apprentice, an engineer, who basically she was like, it's crazy to me that I'm sitting at a table full of just women right now because my whole day job is surrounded by men all the time. And I just remember listening to her say that and I was just like, oh my gosh, like that is so not my experience of motorsport. My experience of motorsport has been led so much by women, way more than it's been led by men. And I feel like that really hit me that I'm really, really lucky to have that experience. And I feel like that's more and more the experience of especially women getting involved in the sport as fans in whatever capacity, as content creators, et cetera, like that's hopefully going to be more and more the case for everybody in all of motorsport, ideally. So yeah, I guess like to elaborate on that a little bit, I'm curious like what role that women have kind of played so far. You touched on this a bit, but just to like delve even further into the role that women have played in your motorsport journey is what I'm calling it so far. I would say it's honestly been pretty much the same as what you described for me as well. 
because of course it's females in motorsport you know it's a women run platform but even if i take it back further my friend who recommended that i watch f1 as a woman and then i think my biggest support system in the industry has been a lot of fellow content creators and journalists in this space who have all been women and yeah. i i do think my experience would have looked very different if it wasn't for you guys including you ali of course you know that <laughs> um, but i do think the experience would have been very different because it is a very male dominated industry and mm-hmm. at females in more sport i do cover a little bit of that about how women have been able to break through the industry and that's kind of been the point of the podcast as well where i want to talk to women about yes i want to talk to them about you know how the industry is not geared to them but i also want to just ask them general questions that people just never ask women Pe- women mm-hmm. are never asked about tire strategies about their thoughts on marketing about their thoughts on anything just because such a male dominated industry so i feel like from that perspective i've been very lucky to meet so many women on the show as well as through the platform and you know just being on track the content creators everyone that i think that has what has made my experience so positive and keeps me going to continue to create content even while i have like a full time job and all those things i do think the experience has helped me be like okay yes i'm doing this for a purpose yeah absolutely i feel like um here at racing forces i am so lucky to say like the two people in the world that i know who know the most about motorsport and engineering and motorsport business and motorsport mechanics and all that stuff are both women so yeah that point is such a good one about how people just aren't interested in asking women the questions sometimes and so it's another reason why females in motorsport is really important I also think that now that we have more women coming into the space, I mean, F1's audience demographic is literally 40% women. I find it very interesting the way that women are existing in the space and is driving their own experience at this point. Yeah. Like I feel like all of us are just creating content with each other and you know, interacting with each other to drive our own experience because I don't think the sport is doing enough to drive that experience for us. some tracks are some stakeholders are yes like i think we talked about this on the females and motorsport podcast that coda did like the bracelet swap on track which i think was so cool and it all came from you know women kind of lighting that kind of activation so i feel like women are really driving their own experience at this point i know that we've definitely the f1 babes group in new york we all like crowd around the table in the bar and go like okay this rule is like this and we like very much <laughs> knowledge share try to teach each wait why is this tire strategy looking like this and then one of us will have that like you know it's very much um a collaborative experience and you've mentioned how on track experiences played into your journey as well do you have like a favorite motorsports memory of something you witnessed on track or something that happened on a race that you were watching do you have like a favorite memory in motorsport so far i honestly think that my favorite motorsport memory is is a bit of a weird one i'm not going to lie it is on track but it involves me not that i'm a racer or any sort but <laughs> it was really just back in june Kota did like a little media creator day and mm-hmm. they invited me to this thing and I was like do you even know who you're inviting like why are you inviting me <laughs> I had major imposter syndrome yeah I was going to say not the imposter syndrome on not me the syndrome, I know but it really did feel that way it was the biggest mm-hmm. thing that's ever that ever happened to me and they invited me out and that's when I met all the other creators and now I'm so lucky to be called you no know, be able to call friends and I did a hot lap Um, oh on the Kota track, and that was hands down 
my favorite memory. I don't think anything would ever top that. In fact, mm-hmm. I told Koda that I'm very passionate about females in motorsport and women in motorsport and female drivers. So Koda managed to find me a female driver to take me around the hot lap. What? It was I insane. didn't know that. It was That's amazing. amazing. It uh. was really cool. So they specially organized that for me. I had a chance to get another driver as well. And it was fantastic. I That was the, like the quickest one minute of my life. But it was also just like I had a smile plastered on my face the entire time. <laughs> it was like smile, scream, smile, scream. <laughs> just smile oh. and scream. <laughs> I feel like there's a merch offering in them. You know that thing that you hold on to on the car on top, like the handle on top? You had to hold on to that because they draw it out the window for you so that you can get the full experience. Oh, and wow. he was like, hold on to something otherwise you will fly out. <laughs> I was oh. like, okay. Thank you. Yeah. A nice reassuring <laughs> statement to start your hot life with. I know. And the driver was actually Rachel. She was like, yeah, I, I would do that. And I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so we gave you a seatbelt and everything, obviously. But I think maybe he just thought that I was just like a clumsy person and I would fly off the window. I don't know. <laughs> specific to me. But yeah, you do have to hold on to something. And yeah, it was incredible. It was hands down the best memory I've made in motorsport personally yeah oh my gosh I love that answer and also now a hot lap has gone so much further up my bucket list <laughs> like <laughs> after that description even though it sounds terrifying you're like I want to do it now <laughs> it was terrifying but oh my god it was it was amazing the only regret I have that I didn't film it for myself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes you know as content creators you put so much of your life on camera that someday you just want experiences for yourself that's what I thought like you know okay I'm not going to film this I'm just going to keep it for myself but now I look back and I'm like damn I should have filmed that let's just see my own expression to see how I was <laughs> reacting well I guess you have to do it again oh a bummer mm-hmm. yeah I, if anyone's listening please invite me to go on that <laughs> just so I can film it it's for filming purposes <laughs> yeah she promises she'll film it this time we'll record a podcast while on a hot lap it sounds like a great plan <laughs> go so well you'll probably get the most honest answers you've ever got in life <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's like when you have to pee apparently you make better decisions when you have to pee fun fact oh, because you're not like okay. you're just saying what you think i always joke that my biography if i ever write a biography it would be called i really need to pee but i can't get up <laughs> so i wonder if that's like that's playing into my decision making process <laughs> yes there you go. Just wait, drink a lot of water and wait. So you got to go. The decisions will flow. It'll be perfect. What a business strategy. <laughs> but yeah, I have one more question for you. And I think it's a question I'm kind of interested in asking everybody on the pod. Hopefully it will become a tradition. What motorsport figure, I'm saying figure to be vague on purpose, <laughs> alive or dead, would you have dinner with and why? So you got me with alive or dead. Yeah. So alive, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking now. I think I probably know who you would do alive. I have a guess. Because it's probably the same that I went. <laughs> I think if you asked me this two months ago, I would know my answer like right like that would be Hannah Schmitz. Just because oh. he's such an icon. Solid. I mean, she's yeah. absolutely no one. But I already had an opportunity to chat. With, I'm not that I wouldn't want to chat with her again. But I had mm-hmm. an opportunity to chat with her. So I feel like I should branch out. I would have to go with Susie Wolf. I really would. Just because, I knew you know, it. <laughs> Because I had an opportunity to be in the F1 Academy paddock at the US Grand Prix, but I never got an opportunity to chat with her. But her vision was just so clear. 
to mm-hmm. me when I was working in the paddock and you know was able to attend the events and all of that that I really want to chat with her more about that because she has the experience of a driver as well as somebody who's worked as an executive as a team principal all those things I feel like she has such a unique perspective on everything so I would love to just pick her brain about F1 Academy yeah yeah I think that's an ideal answer and I feel the same way I mean the second I heard she was leading F1 Academy I was like oh it's gonna be good yeah it's gonna lead to good stuff and I know there's still a long way to go but yeah Yeah. that's a great that's a great answer no I agree I think when F1 Academy first started we were also skeptical about it myself included I was very skeptical I made a couple of videos about being skeptical on people's involved sports show and because it was just the broadcasting I think it really took us all by like why Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? I mean, now, you know, looking back, I think about it like, okay, there's a lot of things that happen with broadcast deals, you know, behind closed doors that we're not privy to. And honestly, while I was really excited for her to be as part of F1 Academy, I was like, is is she just going to be like a nominal head? Are they just, you know, putting her in the position because she's a woman? Because, you know, a, a lot of organizations are guilty of that. But I think especially the past two or three months have really demonstrated that she is so personally passionate about making F1 Academy successful and making the first female F1 driver in so long come true. So I would love to talk her about that. And also, when I was at the event, one of the events at the US Grand Prix, she mentioned that Toto Wolf always makes fun of a music taste. So I want to know more <laughs> about that. I want to know what... Give me details about this. <laughs> Tell me, detail your arguments with Toto, please. <laughs> yes, I want to know your playlist. I want to know his playlist. Let, let's make an analysis of this. And let's see who's side I want. I bet you I'm on Susie's side, but I'd like to see the evidence too. I probably would be on side, yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. This is just always a breath of fresh air talking to you, but yeah, Yay. I hope you had fun. I had the best time. <laughs> and do you want to direct anyone to any socials or where they can find you? Yeah. So females in motorsports handle is actually females in M sport. So that's, I think, what it is across all platforms. If anybody wants to follow me personally, my handle is just Manvi Mittal, M-A-N-V-I-M-I-T-T-A-L. I post a lot of random F1 fashion, hot takes kind of content. So if that's something you're into, please go ahead and follow me. Good food. Oh yeah, and food. <laughs> lots of food. Lots and lots of food. My life is literally food fashion and one. That's all my life is. I mean, it's a great life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Radio Check. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review, hopefully a positive one, on whichever listening platform brings you the most joy. And be sure to follow us on socials at Raising Forces. You can also follow me, Allie Wheland, at Allie, A-L-L-I-E, dot Wheland, W-H-E-E-L-A-N-D, on Instagram. There are many, many more exciting motorsports conversations to come, so watch this space. And I'll see you next time. Bye! It's weird with you staring at me. I swear. Okay, we're looking.